Welcome to CRE Success, the podcast, where we help people working in commercial real estate achieve their professional goals. Check us out online at CREsuccess.co forward slash podcast. And now here's your host, Darren Krakowiak. Hello there. Welcome to episode 16 in season two of CRE Success, the podcast. We've been talking a lot about personal branding and creating content a bit during this season. And today we're talking about the ultimate content creation project, publishing a book. Justin Smith, who is a senior vice president and principal of Lee and Associates specializing in industrial property, has done just that. That is written a whole book. He's even recorded the audio book. We're going to find out about that amazing peculiar effort in just 30 seconds. But before we do that, I've got a cool new way for you to be featured on an upcoming episode of this podcast. And also you can get some free expert advice while you're doing that. I'm looking for questions that listeners want answers to. You can record your question by going to crasuccess.co forward slash podcast. I've put a link in the show notes and on that page around halfway down next to the picture of the blue microphone, you'll see an orange widget where you can directly record your question. Just make sure you state your name before you ask your question. So if you want to hear yourself on the podcast, go to CREsuccess.co forward slash podcast and ask your question. And now it's time for the interview on CRE Success, the podcast. Justin, welcome to CRE Success, the podcast. Thank you for having me, Darren. First question in every episode is we ask our guests to step into the virtual elevator and give us their elevator pitch. So Justin, tell me, who are you? I'm Justin Smith. I'm with Lee and Associates and I'm a partner here. And I'm an industrial broker first and an investor in industrial property and then also an author now of industrial intelligence. And I find that what people really appreciate is that I practice what I preach and in owning industrial property, I have kind of a 360 degree understanding of what it's like to be a landlord, what it's like to be a tenant. And I find uh, that's where win-win agreements are made, understanding both sides. So that's me in a nutshell. Awesome. I guess that makes you uniquely qualified to write a book on the topic as well, because you're seeing things from many vantage points. It's helpful. You're in Orange County, which I understand is the uh, the spiritual home of Lean Associates. I think that's where they they uh, they started many years ago. Um, Lean Associates is one of the leading commercial real estate firms in North America, and you've clocked up an impressive 17 years there so far. Now we've got audience outside of North America, so if you wouldn't mind, can you just tell us a little bit about the firm? Lean Associates is uh, based out of Irvine, which is our first office where I am located, and in the 70s and 80s grew throughout Southern California. And then through the 90s and early 2000s, we started to work out of state. And uh, only in the last 10 to 15 years have we really started to fill in coast to coast in all the major MSAs and then into Canada with Toronto and Vancouver. And the way Lee and Associates is structured is more like a law firm and a partnership. So you find that with each office is owned by the partners within that office. And then what's unique is that as we continue to grow, each principal within each office has the opportunity to invest venture capital 
into our next office opening. So what you'll find is senior partners with Lee and Associates oftentimes will have invested in a handful to even dozens of different other Lee offices. And uh, that's what it's done is it's really just tied everyone together where uh, you have a high degree of camaraderie and, and uh, just great working relationships where it's very easy to then rely on your partners in other offices and work together on assignments and know that we're all aligned and we're all working together. So you'll also find that some people will uh, move here mid-career, become a partner and then they realized that this is their long-term home. So we generally find that we have little turnover. And uh, as we covered the nation and as we expanded into Canada, we uh, found a sister firm to work with named Gerald Eve that's in the UK. And then that has helped us expand across the Atlantic. And then uh, they are very well networked throughout Europe. So while you would not imagine many brokers in Orange County working on deals in Europe, what you do find is that we work with clients that will have a global footprint. And oftentimes, working with Gerald Eve, we're able to triangulate opportunities amongst each other and then better cross-pollinate and be strong where they are weak and vice versa to help some of these more global companies have a footprint and have a reach in different areas. Well, I like some of the traditional elements of uh, a partnership type approach that some of the uh, global firms used to have, but also the opportunity to embrace the new economy with investing in in, like a venture style approach with new offices. So it sounds like a really compelling offering for, for agents who are looking to become part of a firm that they can also, I guess, own a part of, but also leverage a global expanding network. Well, congratulations on your book, Industrial Intelligence, The Executive's Guide for Making Informed Commercial Real Estate Decisions. I want to ask you first off, what made you decide to become a published author? You know, that definitely wasn't in brokerage school and it wasn't something that I had thought would be an initiative that I would take on. But I am blessed by being a part of a group called Strategic Coach. And it's an entrepreneur's business coaching program. And so I believe in coaches, Darren, right? I I know that you do. And it's amazing how having a resource and a sounding board and a group of professionals to think through ideas and frameworks is so powerful and helpful. And so that is one that I've been a part of for roughly 10 years. And they had been doing a lot of work themselves going from publishing smaller books that are uh, maybe an hour's read or two hours read to jumping up into publishing major market books. And I feel like the book uh, writing, editing, and publishing business has matured enough where it is now possible to self-publish without what you would think of the low-end self-publishing experience, where you go in somewhat blind without professional resources and produce subpar product, where I was fortunate that they introduced me to Scribe Media, who has been, uh, I've had nothing but a fantastic experience figuring out with them of what, what is my unique ability 
in this business and in book writing? And where do I need professional help and guidance? And so with their process, they really help you with framing it out, then helping you think through your own writing and what's needed. And there's so many different steps. And I feel like they've done a great job of knowing what you're going through and giving you what you need at that moment you're going through it to get through that each and every little segment of the book writing, editing, and publishing process. And I'm thankful for them. And without them, I'm not sure it would have been possible. So it was uh, many things, I think, that organically came together to get me to think that becoming a published author was a great use of my time and uh, an initiative worth pursuing. So who did you write this book for? You know, in my mind, when I began, the pure audience for this is the business owner that utilizes industrial property for their business. So people will call that the tenant or the user or the, the company or, you know, the, the corporate user. The occupier. And yeah, the occupier. And what I found is just by nature of being a business owner, the myriad of different challenges that you have uh, with the product itself or the service, uh, with finances, with operations, with legal, with HR. There's so many things that are involved. And then uh, just the uh, uh, environment that you're operating, there's such a lack of educational material that they can refer to outside of just their typical asking your broker or your CPA or your attorney. And uh, because of warehouse automation and e-commerce and its maturity, a lot of what you thought you knew or what you did know that you could rely on is changing. And after seeing that, uh, experiencing it myself, being a practitioner in the market every day, I recognized that that was a challenge that required, in some cases, a lot of education for clients to have them be as up-to-date as they need to be to excel when it's time for them to make a move in the marketplace. So I thought that a resource for them that could give them something as a primer, as a resource they can fall back on and look as like a, uh, a Q&A or when they have a topic that becomes relevant where they need to do a little homework on their own, and thirdly, for their team. So as uh, big companies and uh, executives, they'll hire teammates and they'll bring on new people that have a various different uh, experiences and skill sets for this business or, or not have those or have had that experience where then they can have a primer themselves. But what I found is I wrote it to the occupier and I found it resonated with the investors and the developers and the users and the brokerage community and everybody who's in the industrial community because we are all one. We are all working together on projects every day. And so it was uh, interesting to write for the occupier, but inevitably you include everyone in the community in the book because everyone's included in projects. And so it was uh, great to be able to collaborate with other people and then get all of their feedback and see what resonates with them. And so it's been an exciting journey thus far. 
Well, I'm guessing there isn't an abundance of books on the topic um, in the first place. So it's certainly going to be a resource to many people in the industry. Um, are there any other benefits that you weren't expecting that are already apparent from writing the book? Um, I mean, when you think of the skill set that's involved to hold it in your mind and the project and the book, and then to walk through the writing process, that's a f- like a uh, intense focus that you need for those periods of time. And you have to continue to remain upbeat and confident in this project over a year long period of time. And there's plenty of times where you have uh, imposter syndrome or self doubt. And then there's plenty of times where you learn what you know and what you don't. Mm-hmm. So I found uh, it helped me make sure that I really uh, could communicate what I know to be helpful for clients and then to weight all of that knowledge so that you're not providing any fluff in there. And uh, I think what I left with is this skill set for knowing how to bring a book project together uh, that I look forward to a second book. I'm not sure I'm a, a novelist that's going to produce a, a, a shelf worth of books, but I could definitely see our business be large enough where it would warrant expanding into the investment side of the business. And I feel like uh, above and beyond the ability to write and the confidence that you get along the way, um, it's given me an opportunity to connect with new people and reconnect with prior people that I had not had the time to reconnect with. And it's amazing to see how many new people that you've uh, met recently or over the past couple of years or now with new uh, readers uh, come to you and want to connect with you and collaborate with you. And I feel like that's an exciting new channel that's often overlooked for continuing to expand and reinforce your network and learn new skills. So that was something that I had heard may come along with writing a book, but you can't plan for that. That's something that just if it does happen, you can be aware of it and be prepared for it. But that's, uh, that's organic. So I'd say those are the three biggies. I know from your Instagram account, which is at Industrial Smith, if people want to connect with you, that you recorded the audiobook version with your own voice which sounds like a a big job. How long did that take? (laughs) Two days, and I would say two full days, and then um, maybe a two-hour session that they'll call pickups. Mm -hmm. And pickups is where they will then come back to you with the finished audio files, and there will be either words that were misspoken, that were mispronounced, that you then are able to say again in a clear manner. But the actual audiobook recording is something that I think for most people, it's recommended that you don't do your own book because speaking and speaking for audiobooks and reading a body of work is its own skill set that you and I, we don't spend time on, we don't practice that. But what I found is when people hire you, they want to know they get you, right? So this book is something that I helped produce, and uh, I found that that I would I would uh, be kicking myself later if I had gone on and had someone else read it. 
So uh, it was another skill set where it was exciting to learn more about and to really get the full experience and to sit in the same seat and in the same recording studio as uh, authors that I've read and I've listened to their work and that I really appreciate their work. So it was, uh, it was such an opportunity to be able to go through that. And it is interesting to remember the moment the headphones are on and the microphone turns on and you hear your own voice for the first time through your headphones, uh, like you would if you were a helicopter pilot or if you were a, a airplane pilot. I, that was a very memorable experience when it becomes real to you that you are doing it and that you are going to be producing your own audio book. So that will be available in two weeks' time. So I'm excited to share it because if you are uh, anything like me and what I would imagine is maybe 40% of the market, you may listen to it before you would read it and everybody has their own preference. And I am one of those types of people that I will listen to book after book after book. And if there is no audio available, sometimes I, if it's one that's of marginal interest, I will skip it all together. Or if it's of great interest and I love the book after I listen to it, I'll then go and buy it so that I can highlight it or have it in the library to reference later. So it was a little strange for me to produce all of this and then not have the audio book. I am that person that I wish everybody would have it at the time of publishing. But what you come to find out is that you cannot record the audio until your manuscript is 100% done, no changes, no commas, no periods, no, uh, like no more final touches. And so by the virtue of that being part of the process, that inevitably has the audio book come out slightly thereafter. So uh, that is how it is. I'm okay with that. And I'm excited to share it with everybody. And I would suggest for people that run a professional services firm who are on the fence to, uh, if they have any inkling to go ahead and be their own narrator to go out and, and do it. And what about like, do you need a, a healthy supply of strepsils or lemon tea? What's the, the process to keep the vocal cords going for two days? Yeah, you know, it's amazing. They can hear, they being the sound engineers, they can hear your zipper on your sweatshirt move when you can't see it moving. They can hear bubbles in your tummy from sparkling water that you drank before you came to the studio. So uh, insights were just to wear very comfortable clothes that don't make noises and to stay still. But when it, it came to the actual vocal cords, drinking a sip of water like every few minutes was all that I found was needed. But I also found that your mouth is a muscle, it can get tired. And uh, your energy levels and the speed in which you read, all of those things can change throughout the course of a day. So those were things that I became cognizant of throughout the process. And I also listened to some of my favorite books in advance. And it's amazing the different tone that you'll hear and energy that you'll hear. So you'll hear authors that are uh, 
uh, extremely upbeat, that are very conversational in tone. Part of that has to do with the manuscript. Part of that has to do with you as a person and your personality. So it was interesting for me, other than water, just to be intentional about the kind of energy I wanted to bring to it, to be positive and to upbeat, and then to rely on that energy. And I found that was enough. And uh, that it's exciting to then think, okay, positive and positive energy and to be upbeat and to have that going throughout the two days that you're focused on that project was, uh, it was exciting to figure out what works for me. And I imagine uh, works for a lot of people. Well, Justin, I, I think some people listening to this episode may be thinking if he's had the idea to write a book, I wonder what other ideas he has about success strategies in commercial real estate. So positioning yourself as a go-to expert is one strategy. Can you maybe share another strategy that has held you in good stead over your career that for our listeners who aren't ready to write a book could perhaps um, adopt from, from your own experience? You know, I take that as kind of two prong. One prong is just having a buck stops here mentality where you are accountable and responsible for whatever you say you're going to do for somebody. It's amazing with clients when they know that so that when you say that you'll help them or that you will fulfill a project by doing certain work, that it's you there doing that and you've live that experience and you've produced it and you will make sure that it gets done for them and the trust that it builds. I would say on my personal brand, that is something that I rely on and that I I may not emphasize, but I try and demonstrate just throughout work for clients. And that's something that I look for in other partners. But I think part of your question makes me think about marketing and just how you get your message out there. And I've found that intensely interesting as we continue to digitize and as people make their brands more front and center through video, I found that's uh, uh, so interesting to see how each people, each person does it and how it relates to different brands. And I found uh, Uh, practitioners and professionals that aren't in my industry that are in totally different industries, they have that same need to educate and to make sure that they can articulate in a way that's most helpful for their audience. And I've found uh, in the past maybe two years, I feel like that's been something that's very interesting to think, how does that apply to me? And uh, your first guest you had on your second season was a great testament, right? That was a fantastic advice and uh, insight into how you communicate in the most helpful way possible. So I found uh, you understand that and I enjoy what you're doing and I find that helpful. I am a broker, right? I'm looking for resources that are helpful. So I I appreciate what you're doing and uh, I'm excited that you're helping others continue to improve upon that. and. I'd say those are, those are the main things that I focus on. Well, Justin, thank you for contributing to my efforts to do that as well. It's been great to have <laughs> you uh, on the show today. Congratulations once again on the book. And thank you for being my guest on this episode of CRE Success, the podcast.
Thank you, Darren. I appreciate you making yourself available and spending time. For more information about our guest, visit cresuccess.co forward slash podcast. And now a final thought from Darren Krakowiak. Hey, before we go today, just a quick reminder, if you want to hear yourself on this podcast, go to cresuccess.co forward slash podcast and submit your question. There's an orange button around halfway down the page that allows you to click and then start recording. It will then magically send me the question and we can feature it on a future episode of CRE Success, the podcast. You can ask me about prospecting tactics, maybe strategies to increase your win rate. Maybe there's a matter related to client engagement that you'd like some insights on. I'm happy to be a sounding board for you when it comes to career-related questions. Any advice I can give you in relation to engaging with prospects on LinkedIn, or maybe you're just struggling with managing your time and you want some help. Whatever you think is relevant, I'm willing to give you an answer. Go to cresuccess.co forward slash podcast. And by the way, if you're too shy to send me a recording of yourself asking the question, I will also accept questions via email. You can email your question to hello at cresuccess.co. Thanks so much for listening, and I will speak to you soon. Thanks for listening to CRE Success, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to leave us a five-star review. For more information about the show, just check the show notes on your podcast app or visit us online at cresuccess.co. 90% of the world's data was generated in the last two years. Credia is a business intelligence and analytics tool for commercial real estate professionals. Using real-time insights, track key portfolio metrics and benchmark against the market so you can make faster and well-informed decisions. With live dashboards and bespoke reporting, impress both your executive team and your property clients. It's time to turn data into your most valuable asset with Credia from Released.